Welcome in, everybody, to the flagship podcast. Uh, you asked for it, and you got it. And um, you've been wanting us to talk to Texas women's basketball coach Vic Schaefer, who uh, has been hired by athletic director Chris Del Conte during this pandemic and already has two five-star commitments in the 2021 class. Um, of course, subscribe to the flagship podcast uh, at uh, Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. And uh, give us a review. I mean, if you really like this interview, then please, by all means, uh, give us a little bit of review. We can always appreciate the feedback. Without further ado, join now on the flagship podcast by the guy creating all kinds of excitement right now on the 40 Acres, the latest addition to the Texas Longhorns coaching staff, new women's basketball coach, Vic Schaefer. And coach, how are you doing? Thanks so much for joining us. And I'm doing great. Uh, just trying to stay uh, away from people, be antisocial. <laughs> how about that? Yeah, how about that? It's a, uh, it's really, you know, it's um, obviously this is a an unbelievable, precedent, unprecedented time in our the history of our world. And uh, but hey, I'm just doing what I was told. So, uh, but you know, we're working. And my staff's doing an incredible job, and uh, we're chomping at the bit. To be honest with you, Chip, we're we're chomping at the bit to get going and start start coaching these kids. Well, and I know you can't talk about individual recruits, but I've written about the two five-star commitments that you've gotten in the in the 2021 class. You've done that during this pandemic, but you also, I mean, the hiring process really happened uh, during this pandemic. Just let's go back and and just how how this evolved and you know how quickly it came together for you and your family. Uh, take take me through that process again, you know, all of this happening during a pandemic. Sure. Yeah. I've been in the Turkey woods just about every morning, <laughs> just being there in the morning early and staying a lot of times still, you know, dark 30 and just staying away from people. It's the best place to be. And, uh, um, sometimes I don't even have service. And, uh, I think my phone blew up and at, on that Friday and, um, you know, it was uh, just, you know, Texas had reached out it and, um, you know, we, we kind of went through the day Friday, uh, Saturday morning. I, I, uh, I got on an airplane with my family and, and went to Austin, spent, uh, you know, probably maybe seven hours um, with the administration there and just had an incredible day. And uh, Sunday at 145 I notified my my administration at Mississippi State I was going to Texas and at 205 I called my team and uh, it's just been a whirlwind ever since um, you know trying to get my staff hired which was critical um, everyone coming with me which is critical um, it, it just uh, really has been an exciting time and like I said I I can't wait to to get started and, and get on campus it's uh it's just kind of weird, you know. You just you know, school shut down. You can't be on campus. You can't go to the office. And um, I've probably broke the rules a couple times because I've been in the office a few times. But <laughs> um, you know, we haven't, we haven't obviously, we haven't even found a house yet, and uh, we're still in 
Starkville and um, trying to get back there maybe this weekend or early next week. So Holly, my wife, can find us a place to live. Well, it's interesting talking to Vic Schaefer and you and I talked about a week ago and it was after you had signed, um, you know, Kyra Ingram um, from Duke and and another transfer. Um, Kyra. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yep. And and um, and then Lauren you, Ebo from Penn State. Lauren yep. Ebo from Penn State. Um, yep. And you said how excited you were about the the 21 and 22 recruiting and then boom, like, uh, you know, <laughs> some things happen. We'll just say, but, yeah. but talk about you, you, you came in saying, I have no desire to be good. That's a miserable existence. We want to be, we'll want to win championships. You got to have players talk about your ability to recruit your staff's ability to recruit. Um, and, and just, I mean, this is, pumped a lot of excitement already into Texas women's basketball. Sure. Well, again, I think we've been doing it a long time. We're, we're all, um, you know, my staff is really good at what they do. They, they're not only great coaches, but they're great role models, great mentors for these young ladies. Um, a lot of the decisions we make have parental instincts involved. Deanna's a mom. Uh, she, she has a daughter, Layla, that's two. Uh, Coach Harris is a mom and a grandma. She wouldn't want me telling you she's a grandma, <laughs> but she's a grandma. And, um, of course, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a dad, I'm a coach. And so I just think that we, we get it, we understand, we, we, we understand, you know, young people. And every day is not going to be peaches and cream. And, you know, our biggest challenge, you know, certainly we want to win championships. That's what we're – we're, we're here to do it's how we're made but big 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 picture is you know my job is to make sure these kids are ready for the real world and i believe the the real world's a beautiful place most days but every now and then this whole real world can rear its ugly head and on that day that's when i've got to make sure i've done my job and and, and these uh, young people are ready for that day and i think we're really good at that and uh, take great pride in that and again, we're, I think, uh, my staff is tremendous, uh, coaching as well. Well, and you, um, obviously you're, uh, you're trying to evaluate the roster that you have. Um, and you know, you've added, uh, you know, Kyra, um, as a point guard, coming in from Duke, you got to have a point guard. You told me you can't win without guard play. That's right. Do you have any idea what you have um, on the current roster without really being able to, you know, see them work out? You don't get the two hours a week, you know, in a way that you can see them physically. Tell me about that. Yeah, we've been watching film and in uh, getting um... – uh, a little acquainted with our team and uh, that's not an, you know, that's not an overnight process. And, and so, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm becoming more familiar with them every day. My staff's becoming more familiar with them every day. And, um, again, we're, we're excited not only with the, uh, three young ladies that we we've got coming in that are going to play this year, but, um, um, the returners as well. So, you know, for them, I think they want to win. They want to work hard. 
uh, I think they're going to, I think they're going to be really good at buying in and going, Hey coach, you tell us what you want. We're going to do everything we can to, to try to make that happen. And that's all you can ask of young people. It sounds like, um, I'll just say this, one of the five-star commitments you got last weekend might not have been as attracted to Mississippi State as as Texas. Um, I don't know if that's exactly true or not, but in when you said that you had to take this job, that because you had it built at Mississippi State, I mean, y'all had been to the national championship games back-to-back years. You said your team last year might have been even better uh, than those two teams that went to the national championship game, and you're recruiting like crazy, and you left that to come to Texas. Is the appeal of Texas such that, you know, maybe you you should be able to get anyone in terms of recruiting? How would you characterize it? (laughs) Well, uh, look, we we felt that way, you know, at Mississippi State, and certainly we we feel confident at the University of Texas that there's no one uh, that wouldn't be interested in in playing our style of basketball, our brand, and playing the brand at the University of Texas. Uh, and, and you, when you talk about such a, a prestigious and, and honorable institution academically respected nationally um it it just it's a you know it's it's a perfect storm and uh you know it it uh, certainly should allow you to recruit anyone that you feel like can come play and represent this great institution the way you want them to do and to play at the highest level and uh so we're, you know, like I said, we're, we're super excited about uh, wearing that responsibility. There's, it's a tremendous responsibility. I mean, let's face it, uh, you know, uh, to try to restore this, this storied program to where it was when, when Coach Conrad had it, uh, when, when it was going in, our, in, in that heyday. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we want to do. We're, you know, they've won. They've been winning. But. I think what we're interested in is winning championships and, and ultimately winning that national championship. And I've been in that game two years in a row. Um, I like playing in that last game. I'd like to walk off the floor winning it one time or two, however many times we can get it in before I, before I hang it up. So, <laughs> um, but you know, so many things go into that. Um, you, you gotta be good. You gotta get hot at the right time. You gotta have a little luck. And that's what I'm talking about with my team that had to go to Oregon and play a year ago. That team probably was better than the other two teams that played for the national championship. Oregon was really good, and we had to play them out there in Oregon in the Elite Eight. And, uh, Jeff, you can count on one finger, one. How many games in my 35-year career, either as a head coach or an assistant, where I've scored 84 points? And lost. Yeah, I mean your your bread and butter. You've said is has been your defense. That was what you were in charge of with Gary Blair as an assistant coach at both Arkansas and at Texas A and M. But that team led the nation in average scoring margin, twenty eight points per 
per game. You're, you're blowing you people out. I mean, I still look back and go, wow. I mean, that's so hard to do. I think our average margin of victory in the SEC was 20-something. I mean, you're talking about an incredible conference, and yet that was our average margin of victory. And I think we had nine, ten kids playing double-figure minutes. And But that's how good that team was. And offensively, obviously, the last four years, we've been really good. And while we, we would like to think we've started this whole thing with defense – offensively we've gotten really good and you know what i don't care how we win if we win 90 89 i'm perfectly fine with that um you know i just i i think too the reason our offense has gotten better is we've been able to recruit the skilled player um the player that's that's got multi you know can do things and score at multiple levels so and in different ways so i think that attribute that contributes to that as well Talking to Vic Schaefer, new Texas women's basketball coach, what did you say to your team at Mississippi State before you all went out and ended UConn's 111-game winning streak and shocked the nation uh, in taking down Goliath in the NCAA tournament? You know, Chip, if, um, you know, the year before when we played them in the Sweet 16, they beat us 60. <laughs> and and we, put, we put 60 up just about everywhere you could see it, bathrooms, Locker rooms, lift, uh, condition, you know, strength room. I had it on my desk, had it on my door, had it in my bathroom at the office. You know, it was that, that was really a humbling day for me. I was quite embarrassed. Um, we just didn't handle it well. Now, that may be the best team to ever play in the history of women's college basketball that we had to play that day in Connecticut. And I mean, I was showing them. I mean, I was talking about you know the Philistine and the you know, the slingshot and the pebbles. Um, I was talking to him about Miracle on Ice, showed him the, the film of that. I mean, we, you know, we tried to, tried to talk to him in, in terms of all that because it was going to take, you know, something pretty incredible just to have that opportunity. The next year when we played them, man, I just, I was excited about it. When I saw we popped up on their side of the bracket, I just thought, man, in what other arena or what other opportunity could you have 365 days later the same team in front of you that absolutely, you know, humbled you and, and destroyed you a year earlier? What a the good Lord just gave us another great opportunity. If we can win three games, we're going to have that opportunity. And once we, we got to that point, win four games, actually, and we got to that point, I wasn't having to tell them miracle stories. I had some kids that were highly motivated. They understood we had another opportunity uh, against a really good team, a well-coached team. But at the same time, it was it was a time for us where we, we could really stand up and go and, you know, have a little pride. And and this was a great opportunity. And you know what? What? <laughs> One, one little tidbit, we never referred to them as UConn. I told my staff, we will not refer to them as UConn. We will call them Connecticut. I don't, I'm don't. i sure it didn't matter, but Connecticut versus UConn, and that kind of sounds like your little sister compared to UConn, which sounds like the Jolly Green Giant. Right. And right. so, you know, we just, we, just, we just had a completely different mindset, and um, – and it was a mindset of, hey, we, we've got a great opportunity. I had some kids from Texas. 
that were fired up. Uh, I had a, a, a an older, wiser team that was accepting of the challenge, whereas the year before we were, you know, shaking in our boots. And uh, we were just a different team. That's I think that's the biggest thing. Well, and you had beaten Baylor uh, to get to that point. Yeah, we had a knockdown drag out uh, overtime game with them in the Elite Eight. A tremendous game. And Morgan had had 41, my point guard. And Victoria, I think, had 26. And it was just a heck of a game. And I think our kids really – I mean, Baylor was like a WNBA team. I remember walking out of the locker room that day. Of course, I had Chenway and, and Big T, but I thought, good God, that, that looks like a dadgum WNBA team down there. And, and we had some – we obviously had some, some good frames also, and so it was a heck of a game. I mean, five minutes into that game, you went, okay, we're good. We're playing. We're, we're, we're ready to roll. And uh, – you know, Baylor, I think, was the number one seed. We were the team. They were the first one seed that we had to take down. Connecticut was the next. And so it, it just, you know, it was a heck of a game. And, boy, my kids just were wonderful. Well, and you, you've you had to go up against South Carolina in the SEC. Now you will be doing battle with, with Kim Mulkey and Baylor twice a year at least. Um, just talk about the challenge. I mean, obviously – you love you love the challenge, so just, oh, yeah. just talk about that. Well, I mean, if if you don't want to play the best, then you need to go get you a job at three name directional school and <laughs> ride it out. I mean, you know, we, we this is who we are. My staff and I, we we want these challenges. We you go from the southeastern conference to the Big Twelve, you're just jumping out of the frying pan and into the grease. That's how we look at it. I yeah. mean, it's you know you're. It isn't just one team in the Big 12. It's not just one team in the SEC. You better be ready to play every night, or you're not just going to get beat. You're going to get embarrassed. And uh, and so, you know, we understand that. And, um, you know, we're, we're, um, we're excited to have that opportunity. You play 20 games in this league or 18 games in this league, you better be rolling every night. Like I said, you're not ready to play in the Big 12. It don't matter one through ten. You won't get beat. You'll get embarrassed, and so that's uh, you know that's that's what we're excited about. You told me obviously you're the son of a full bird colonel. Um, so tell me what life was like growing up with a uh, with a colonel in the army. Man, I, I couldn't have been luckier. I mean, you talk about a a loving family that I grew up in. And, uh, of course, I'm, I'm back now 65 miles from where I grew up on weekends in LaGrange, Texas, at my grandmother's house, where both my mother and father are buried. And, uh, you know, it's real special for me to be able to be that close where I can go to the cemetery and tend to their, uh, tend to their burial sites and their grave sites. And, and uh, so, you know, that's, that's really neat for me, really special. I have so much respect and admiration for my parents, especially uh, the older I get, the more I look back on, on life as a kid. Um, but it was a very structured home. We very disciplined. Um, you know, we did things the right way. We worked really hard. I look back and realize how far hard my mother and father worked. Um, you know, uh, and, and yet I never knew, you know, I never knew that, that uh, you know, we might be barely middle class at that. 
Um, you know, they always uh, just just provided so well for me and and loved me and, and but yet look, it was a very structured, disciplined home. You know, my sister's 14 and a half years older than I am. She was my kindergarten teacher. She was my reading and spelling teacher from the first through the eighth grade. She gave me my first C, which resulted in the first good butt whipping by the colonel. <laughs> and, uh, you know, those were just things that, uh, you know, just part of it. But, um, you know, just I, I, I couldn't have had a better childhood. I, I've it just was really special. You know, my sister was older, that much older. So I was kind of like an only child. Right. You know, guards. And so, uh, you know, dad coached me in little league baseball. Um, mom was always there, team mother. She was a registered nurse. He was a civil engineer. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Chip, we've, we've sat in Memorial stadium there in Austin on that 48th row in the upper deck. There's only 50. And I've had icicles hanging off my baseball cap on Thanksgiving, you know, in the CDC, you know, he said, gosh, Vic, you know, you, you went to school at the other school and here you are at Texas. He said, you know, what am I going to tell my people? I said, you just tell them there ain't nobody. There's nobody that knows the eyes of Texas better than I do. And I've heard it plenty. Trust me. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. You were you born, know, born in Brackenridge Hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just again, super excited. Somebody called me last night or maybe I was uh, around somebody and they were giving me a hard time. And I said, you know what? That burnt orange feels really comfortable on my back. <laughs> well, I, I think you've got Kim Mulkey's attention because I heard her do a radio interview, I think, on Matt Mosley's show in Waco. And and she you know, brought up the fact that you had struggled as a head coach at she said, you know, we've beaten Vic plenty. He struggled as a head coach at Sam Houston State. And, of course, I think you've beaten her. <laughs> I, I think you've, you've beaten her. I think, you know, you've beaten her as many times as she's beaten you since you were at Mississippi State. But, uh, what I mean, that's got to. Hey, Sam Houston State was 90 to 97. And uh, that was a long time ago. But, hey, I would challenge anybody to run a a program on th- on uh, on a budget of twenty thousand five hundred and seventy four dollars. That was my budget. Mississippi State. I'm making excuses. I'm just telling you. I think that's what really allows you to be good is when you go through things like that, and and you learn to appreciate what you have. And um, I think that last year I was there in ninety seven. Um, I think our budget was, was maybe 36,000. Um, but wow. you know, I big, you know, I, I, I really appreciate those days. They taught me so much and, uh, you know, two things, Jody Conrad coached at Sam Houston state and, uh, Daryl Royal coached at Mississippi state. How about that? And I coached at both places. Love it. And, uh, so, uh, you know, I'm sure, There'll be, you know, if I do my job, we'll have some really good games. If I don't do my job, we won't have very many good games. And you know what? I probably won't be at Texas very long and don't need to be. <laughs> so um, we're going to we're gonna do everything we can to make those games uh, really good. At the same time, you better not rest and, 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 and not pay attention to the rest of the league. You've got some of the best coaches in the country in the Big 12. And um, – 
you know, you, you take a night off or you think there's one night when you don't have to get your team ready, again, that's the night you're going to get your butt handed to you. Uh, our league is full of great coaches, good people, work hard, uh, recruit hard. And um, so we're going to do our job, hopefully, to make sure we, we can compete with these with these coaches and these well, teams. I know we're uh, we. I know I got to let you go, but um, when you were at Mississippi State when you first got there, I think you said, "Hey, just come watch us once. You'll be back. You'll fall in love with this team." I think there were like three hundred to four hundred people coming to games when you, right. you started, That's and, right. and then you had six thousand season ticket holders. That's um, right. By the time you were done, what would the yeah. message be to Texas Longhorns basketball fans who, who used to come? I mean, they used to come to women's games, and and now you know the attendance has fallen off. Well, same thing. I mean, we're going to play an exciting brand of basketball. Our kids are going to play extremely hard. You're going to be really proud of them. Uh, they're going to honor the game. They're going to play the game the right way. Uh, you're going to want your son, your daughter. Um, you know, at those games and you're going to want to tell them, Hey, I want you to play like her. I want you to play hard like her, be aggressive, be physical like her. And, um, I think that's, that's who we are. I think they're fun to watch, uh, give our kids all the credit, you know, you come once and watch them play, you'll be back. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was fun building it at state. It's going to be a lot of fun building it at Texas. And, um, you know, again, we're, we're really excited about the opportunity, um, excited about not only filling up the drum, but, um, getting ready to have a great Moody center, um, you know, that they're building and that's going to be the best in the country. And, uh, so just, uh, just give us a shot, come watch us play. I promise you, it'll be back and, uh, it'll be. It'll be it'll be an exciting arena. We we need that for our student athletes to have a home court advantage. And uh, so. Well, your energy is infectious and the way you're recruiting, uh, I think Texas fans can't wait. I mean, you've got uh, an amazingly fun brand of basketball to watch. You're uh, you always say the magic of coaching is walking that fine line of being able to challenge players but letting them know how much you care and you seem to have mastered that Vic yeah hey you know we don't apologize for being demanding at the same time you know our kids realize and that they they can do more than they ever thought they knew they could and to, to play really, really hard. You know, when people walk out of an arena after watching us play, the biggest compliment we can get is, man, those kids play really hard. And if they're saying that, then we're, we're doing what we're supposed to do. We're, we're winning the battles. And because um, playing hard on, on most nights can make up for any deficiency you might have. Um, playing hard travels, just like defense travels. And... Um, you know, that's always something that we've always hung our head on is is uh, playing really hard because that's what people want to identify with. The bottom line, hey, you know, it's no fun, in my opinion. I'm not paying it. I'm not paying a dime to go watch somebody stand around in a two, three zone. <laughs> that, that's about it. That's about as boring and unfun as anything you can possibly do. And, um, 
you know, we, when they changed the rules here a while back, you know, I called my staff and I said, you know what, I'm not giving in. And a lot of coaches have, Chip. They've just thrown up their arms and, and they just play a lot of zone. And, you know, I said, I'm not, I'm not giving in. We're going to coach better and teach better. And uh, that's what we've tried to do. And, uh, you know, I, I think the, the proof's in the pudding. We, we're usually pretty good in turnovers force, turnovers caused, assist to turnover ratio. Um, and then the transition that you get out of that, that's what people want to see. Any, and, any more commitments that we need to be on the watch for? Uh, you know, just, just hang in there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you obviously, day. you always, you obviously like your position in, in the 21 and 22 classes, or you wouldn't have said that to me, <laughs> man. I love my position at the university of Texas, buddy. I love it's it. It's going to be fun. So just hang in there with us and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we're, 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 it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, listen, we appreciate you coming on uh, the flagship podcast here at Horns 24-7. And uh, stay safe and keep the faith, Coach. Hey, appreciate you so much. Uh, look forward to seeing you all uh, in the drum. And uh, as always, praise the Lord and hook them horns. There he is. Vic Schaefer, head coach of the Texas women's basketball team. Great stuff there. Thanks so much to Coach Schaefer. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.